Hello and welcome back to the official IICLE podcast and Ray, the podcast about all things law, big and small. I am your host, Chris Noel, and I'm joined once again today by Director of Programs, Megan Moore. Today is all about the anatomy of a course. So this is just part one of a two-part series on the road to reporting. We know it's all coming up soon. It's coming. It's, it's looming its head. And so I wanted to take a look at what is the in-depth piece of not only getting that CLE we all want, but also making sure that we have the good content that's there. It's not just about the CLE itself. It's about the entire experience. It's about learning. And so I wanted to see how an organization like IICLE that has been doing it for decades, how they build an entire course that's not just about meeting the MCLE requirements. How do, how do they excel at that? How do you take those requirements and make them into something that is about learning uh, with a bit of entertainment, of course, as well as a takeaway that hopefully you can use. And I wanted to know the nuts and bolts of building a course from the ground up. My first question is, how does a course begin? The first um, thing to know about IICLE and how we do things. So we um, have a accredited continuing legal provider or ACLEP status with the Illinois MCLE board. And what that means is that we have gone through a process and we renew this, we go through this process every year. There are certain requirements, first of all, to be um, to have that status and, and even apply for it in the first place, and mainly surrounding, you know, doing a certain level of programming over a certain amount of time so that you're kind of a historically um, uh, proficient organization in providing continuing legal education. But um, what it means for us is that we have presumptive approval for subs all substantive um, continuing legal education credit. Now, if the MCLE board um, felt that something that we were um, presenting was not within MCLE rules, they have the right to tell us that we cannot um, continue to, to produce that content. Um, and that's a pretty rare occurrence, but um, that is something that, that could be done. But all of our credits are presumptively approved for general substantive CLE credit. There is another um, sort of process that has to be um, has to be completed for professional responsibility credits. That is through the Illinois Supreme Court Commission on Professionalism. And they are charged with approving credits in the professional responsibility, or some people call it the ethics area of education. So while the credit that we might be offering on an ethics topic is approved for general credit, it's not approved um, for professionalism credit until we get that specific approval from the Supreme Court Commission on Professionalism. Um, what they do is um, they require certain information from us. Uh, they want to know, um, you know, what goals of, of professionalism are we, um, are we seeking to educate people about, and they have a list of sort of topics and parameters um, and want to make sure that the content that we're producing meets those. Um, so uh, you had mentioned uh, just briefly earlier about the new requirements um, that are coming up and nobody needs to panic before the end of June 2018. They don't have to, they right. don't have, to have these done yet, but starting with the next set of reporting periods, mm -hmm. um, attorneys in Illinois will have to get as part of their um, six-hour component of the 30-hour requirement, um, right. but the six-hour professional responsibility credit um, component will have to include at least one hour 
of a diversity and inclusion credit mm -hmm. and at least one hour of mental health and um, uh, mental health and substance abuse credit as well. And those specific types of credits require yeah. additional um, approval by the um, Supreme Court Commission on Professionalism. So we already have programs that have that content approved, mm -hmm. and we will obviously be doing more. Um, but uh, there's a process that we have to go through to do that in order to offer it. So that's why we're able to do what we do in the context of um, the MCLE, which um, MCLE board sort of scheme of minimum continuing legal education requirements. Okay. That's the framework. Yeah, <laughs> so that's that's the kind of structure. Yeah. So when you build upon that structure mm -hmm. of the requirements, how do you make something that isn't sure. just pumping out courses? How do we do? How well, do you do that? We really do focus on, and, and you know, MCLE has only been a factor in continuing legal, legal education in Illinois since 2006. Oh, wow. So prior to that, um, and ICL has been around for over 60 years. So we've been around long before there was a requirement of any continuing legal education for Illinois mm -hmm. attorneys to retain licensure. Um, so prior to that and continuing, even after the MCLE uh, requirement was in place, our focus is on learning, on quality education, on knowledge, on practical information. Um, so, and, and making sure that what we provide is, is timely, it's relevant, and yeah, sometimes we want it to be, you know, entertaining. We don't yeah. want it to all be just talking heads. We want to make sure you're getting the information, that we're using the best presenters who have the best um, expertise in the areas that we are presenting or that they're presenting on, and that the materials that we produce to go along with the program are of extremely high quality as well. So I think that's what differentiates us from some other providers um, that are mainly focused on just pumping out programming or or maybe just don't have time to put into the quality. Since yeah. that is the focus of everything that we do, we have an entire staff here who supports all the volunteers who contribute to um, the continuing education that we provide and to our publications as well. That's a whole other part of the business. It's not related to CLE, but that's, you know, we, we have the same standards of quality there. Absolutely. And so um, we can really focus on providing the quality. We don't have other competing um, interests for our time. So yeah. that's where we focus. Perfect. Mm -hmm. And so whenever it comes to a course, how I know we have the framework you built uh, for us a little bit about what's expected of a course. Mm -hmm. We know a little bit about um, the courses itself, but when it comes to that that agenda and mm -hmm. it comes to setting those things up, how does the requirements affect what is essentially going to be well, seen? But it has to be as information that is um, appropriate for the education of Illinois attorneys. Uh, we do focus on Illinois law and practice, so um, the topics um, a lot of times come from. Um, most of the time comes from the attorneys themselves um, that we're working with on a particular event or program. Sometimes we have people that, that um, come to us and say, I've got a great idea for a program. Now, we do have to make sure that the content that they're suggesting is truly creditable. Um, we couldn't do a program about... Um, you know, human resources kind of generally, but we can do a program that focuses on employment law. So mm -hmm. it has to be something that really is designed for the education of Illinois attorneys. So that's our focus. Um, we, when it comes to the professional responsibility aspect of things, um, we have some very specific guidance and anybody that, um, you know, wants to know more about what those requirements are, or what those sort of suggested topics are that are creditable for 
um, that type of um, education can go to the Supreme Court Commission on Professionalism's website. They have a fantastic website. Um, it's called Two Civility with number two civility.org. They have a lot of resources there for um, attorneys and not just providers. So there's a lot of great information, and they actually have some um, education available for attorneys on their website as well. Um, but we really are focused on making sure that the, the content is relevant. Mm -hmm. And that's why we're not really ever concerned that what we're doing um, is not within the um, purview of MCLE requirements, MCLE board um, uh, specifications, because we've been doing that already for a long time. Sure. And now every once in a while something comes up that's maybe a little out there that we think we'd like to try. And when we have something like that, we would generally just call them and ask them, you know, do you think this will fit? Is there a way to structure the program in a way that would um, be beneficial to lawyers, or is this information that just isn't suitable? Mm -hmm. That you know, most of the time we're we're confident that what we're doing is suitable because that's our focus anyway. True, um, that's our business. So, um, in terms of putting together a program, mm -hmm. um, we have a, a whole staff here that's involved with every single program that we do, every single continuing legal education activity that we have. Um, that we produce is is the product of a team effort, as you know, because you're part of that team. I am. <laughs> um, with all of the folks here in the programs department, and yeah. actually a lot of other people, too, who aren't sure. directly working on development of the program content but are helping us with other things. Yeah. So um, typically how that starts is that if it's an annual program that we do you know, on a regular basis, we do annually or we do every few years, then we have a plan. We, we put together a planning committee. Um, we try to get the best and the brightest um, and, and also fresh perspectives on all of our planning committee yeah. um, groups. And we have an attorney here who works, um, Suzanne Dennis, who works with those groups. And um, they come together in person and they sit down and they talk about what are the issues um, that we need to be sure that, for example, um, all of Illinois estate planners are aware of, um, that we need to be sure that all Illinois estate planners are aware of. Um, and the, the nice thing about that is that we are dealing with Illinois lawyers who are actually practicing mm -hmm. Illinois law every day in that practice area. So, and they like to have fun with the topics. You know, the estate planning short course it could you know some of the topics are tax and and could be very dry, but we have some people who really are fantastic speakers yeah. that know how to make a topic that may not seem like it's going to be an exciting one or humorous or whatever very interesting, mm -hmm. and they're very good at that. And then the other thing that we really try to do is make every single program, every single presentation as highly interactive as we possibly can. Mm -hmm. um, you know, some presenters have, have varying degrees of comfort with more interaction with the audience than others, and we understand sure. that. But we do encourage our speakers to really um, find new and different ways to engage with the audience. Um, you know, the, the, the easiest and most um, simple way is just eye contact. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's kind of the basic. But, you know, really more than that, we just did a, our estate planning short course. We just did a fun um, program where we, or session where we had um, live polling. Yeah. And so people were able to answer a question or a hypothetical mm -hmm. and see the results immediately on the screen and got a lot of great feedback. And it was fun for our presenters. They really enjoyed that. But, yeah. you know, we're trying to always kind of build those things in. So, you know, from an educational perspective, yes, it's fun, but yeah. also from an educational perspective, those are the things that stick with you and those are the things that remain 
kind of embedded in your brain yeah. um, and help you to learn. And mm -hmm. so again, we're trying to find ways to take those topics that everyone needs to know and make them stick and make them, um, I guess, learnable in a new and different way. So, you know, we do a lot of panels. Um, I know a lot of that's a common thing, but when we do a panel, we try to choose a moderator mm -hmm. who is going to facilitate discussion and and really kind of move the conversation forward. We encourage audience questions. We're looking for a lot of interaction and in building the program. And, we, and I should say, in building the program, we're building that in. We're talking about that from the beginning of the process. Um, and I know that Suzanne has really worked creatively, especially over the last year or so, mm -hmm. um, as new technology has kind of come um, into being for us, um, of engaging the presenters and the audience in a new and different way. Um, the other thing that we are doing that is new and different is mm -hmm. um, we're getting ready to launch a completely new online education platform. Okay. Because again, with our focus being on the quality of the education, um, we really know that we need to move into a space that is focused on producing content for online delivery. More and more people are interested in that. I still love the conferences. I'm a print materials girl myself. <laughs> right. um, but not everybody can do that. Mm -hmm. Not everybody will do that. And there's a growing interest in, you know, sort of that immediate gratification. I have an issue. I have a problem. I'd rather just... I'd rather just find the information and learn um, where it's convenient for me to do so. And sure. so what we want to make sure is that when you have that need, that you're getting good quality education as best as you possibly can to replicate the experience of being at a conference. Um, with live webcasting, we can do that. Um, it's mm -hmm. not going to be on demand, but it's, it gives you the opportunity to do that from wherever you might be um, if you can't join us in person. It also gives us some, a host of other interactive um, options as well. Um, Online on-demand programming that's built specifically for delivery online is another fantastic way to do that. And the platform that we're building is going to have some really fantastic and, and I think, impressive um, interactive features. Um, and so lawyers are going to be able to get ICL quality education mm -hmm. um, that's CLE um, accredited and that is fun to interact with and will result in learning. And there are going to be things that we build into that, pro that learning process online that will validate the fact that you're learning. So there's no required tests or anything like that other than we do want you to give us an evaluation at the end. <laughs> um, but you will have the opportunity to evaluate your own learning and make sure that you are retaining something. And I think that shows the value. It does nothing but serve to show the value of what we're offering. Yeah. So... I think I kind of went on a tangent there. But. <laughs> no, you're good. Because it made me think as you were saying that, um, it seems like our our lawyers, our audience, mm -hmm. are they at the root of every program, it seems like, Absolutely. before anything starts? We work with and for Illinois lawyers. Mm -hmm. um, that's not to say we don't ever bring anybody in from the outside. We have <laughs> right. a great speaker who, who's been at the last few um, estate planning short courses, Jerry Doyle. Yeah. He's from Boston. He has a lovely Boston accent, which is fun to listen to, but he's also a fantastic presenter. People really enjoy him. Mm -hmm. And he's talking about information that's relevant to Illinois lawyers. Sure. We're not bringing you here to talk to, to people just because. We're bringing you here to talk to people because it's information 
that Illinois lawyers need. And so if that is somebody that's outside of the state, then, then we'll do that. Um, but our primary focus is on working with Illinois lawyers um, on Illinois law and practice, and really that practical approach is what ICL is known for, whether it's our books or, or our programs. Yeah. And we talked about entertainment, I think, at the beginning. And when it comes to an engaging course, when mm -hmm. we're talking about getting that CLE and building a course, how does uh, the app, the, the new ICL app that we mm -hmm. had for this estate planning short course, how does that fit into that puzzle of sure. course? Well, and again, I think this is another way that you can use technology and do something new and different that might not seem on its face to be part of the educational experience, but mm -hmm. it is. So for example, um, as you mentioned, this is the first time we've ever done this, but we had an app for our estate planning short course this past, just last couple weeks here. Mm -hmm. And um, we had a lot of fun with it because there were some gamification things in there. And what's there gamification? Gamification is um, essentially when you can use technology to kind of get people doing some healthy competition with each other. <laughs> um, you can use it actually, in the, we didn't do it this way um, for, mm -hmm. for this course, but we might try this next time we use the app. Um, but you can actually use it to kind of get people involved in, in knowledge and in, in knowledge games so you can actually use that as part of the program itself oh. um, we used it more just to get people engaged with the app this time um, so that was that was fun mm -hmm. um, but the other thing it did and and this is just sort of one of those it sounds like oh you know just it's, it's just so you can get on social media but here's the thing people were interested in that because of course there were prizes for the game but mm -hmm. but when you are posting like that um, you are actually having to think about what you've just been doing and Absolutely. learning and so a lot of the posts were actually about wow this is you know I just learned this and here's something great that I just learned that's so awesome. again that's another enhancement to the educational experience mm -hmm. um, the materials for the entire program were on the app so anybody who decided not to purchase a print book or maybe even purchase a print book but just didn't want to dig around for that section, you could just open that section, get it right there. You could ask questions through the app um, that went directly to the speaker. So what was great about that was that was a fantastic way to interact with our webcast viewers, for example, mm -hmm. or people here in Springfield who didn't have to then ask a third party to relay a message to ask a question. Oh, so okay. it went directly to um, the room, and those questions were able to be answered. And I think that's a fantastic benefit educationally for our participants. Um, there were a host of other features in the app, lots of information about our speakers. Um, the app is how we did the polling that I described earlier. Yeah. Um, and so there, there's even more that we could do with that educationally, um, mm -hmm. and we plan to. Um, part of it is just you know helping our, our presenters learn about the, the different features that they can use in there. Yeah. Um, but it, it really enhances, I think, the experience. Oh, fantastic. So I was thinking about earlier when you said you were talking about the new requirements, things like that, and we I'm sure those listening who are lawyers are like, oh, I know. But uh, for those who don't know, how has the landscape changed when providing for CLE since the change? Is there a difference between the way we provide prior to the changes? Of, what change are you referring to? Uh, to the PR, the way that it's oh, structured. Diversity. Not really. I mean, I think that the difference is, is that we're paying attention to those issues in a way that maybe we weren't before, which I think is the idea. Sure. Um, you know, we, we talked in an earlier version of this podcast about um, the mental health issues and addiction. Yeah. And as we discussed in that, um, in that interview, it's an issue for 
a lot of people, regardless of profession, but statistically in the legal profession, it is more of an issue um, in terms of, you know, especially things like anxiety, um, substance abuse, um, you know, burnout. (laughs) Um, I was just reading something today about, um, you know, avoiding how to avoid burnout and it wasn't written for lawyers but it could it could have been um and so you know i think that the big difference is is that we're paying attention more to that and and thinking of that as an educational opportunity rather than just as a problem that the that the profession faces generally it's more of something that maybe we can be proactive and preventative about sure and um with respect to the diversity inclusion really it's kind of the same thing i think you know, um, it's so important to talk about those issues, um, whether you're talking about issues of race or sex or um, gender or sexual orientation and how that impacts um, people within the profession and how they relate to each other, et cetera. You know, we have to talk about those things. And, and the conversations are happening kind of in society generally, but we have to talk about them as a, as a profession and we have to educate people about the issues so that they know. Um, sometimes, you know, people aren't always aware that they're engaging in, a, in conduct that might be seen as, you know, um, I guess discriminatory. Mm-hmm. So it's important that we raise people's awareness um, and also so that people can recognize when it's happening to them because sometimes they don't always know that either. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the only way we're going to get better at dealing with those issues is thinking about them and talking about them. And education is absolutely the key to that. So we have the ethics institutes coming up very yeah. quickly. And how, how do we address things like that with the new requirements? How do we address those and those well, two? Um, it's interesting because the, the first one um, is, is the Ethics and Practice Institute. Mm-hmm. And that really is focused on just kind of broad practice issues, but it does address both the um, diversity inclusion issue and also the mental health substance abuse. And I think we have, I think we have Chelsea Castro coming um, to speak yeah. for that course from the Lawyers Assistance Program. And then we also have somebody that's going to come and talk about um, the diversity issues as well. And so, like I said, those do have the credits. Um, you can carry those over. You don't need them for this. Don't panic. Um, but you can get all six hours of your requirement done in one day, or you can come just for the morning or the afternoon. But I think what we try to do with those programs, and the, and the other one is focused on legal technology, which mm-hmm. is a whole other area um, that is a big part of the discussion in the legal education and legal profession, mm-hmm. uh, professional world. And... Um, the idea was to focus on the issues that are most relevant mm-hmm. to Illinois attorneys. Um, one of the sessions in the legal technology program is going to be about blockchain, yeah. which everybody's talking about. Mm-hmm. I'm fascinated by my 18-year-old son could probably give a presentation <laughs> that would probably none of us would understand. Right. Um, but it's important because there's, you know, it's, it's, a, it's an area where the law is going to play an important part and we have to be ready for it so we're trying to sort of be on the cutting edge of what people are interested in while at the same time still keeping it relevant to current practice and you know all the topics have been very carefully selected um, and all have been approved we've got all those approved for all of the necessary credits of course if you don't need your ethics credits you can still join us and get your six (laughs) hours in Um, but uh, and take those as substantive hours but you can also get that done so you know we'd really have just again the focus is on Illinois lawyers Illinois practice Mm -hmm. and staying timely and relevant. And that's what those two courses are all about. 
it's all about access. It seems yeah. like that's it seems like that's where we are. So at the end of it, it seems like ever at the center of it all is how can we best educate Absolutely. the individual. Absolutely. Well, we our goal is that when you walk out of an ECHO course, there's a takeaway. There's mm-hmm. at least one thing that you're going to walk back to the office going, wow, I'm really glad that I went there because so. now I know this thing and I'm going to change X, Y, and Z in my practice because of it. Um, you know, one of the things I noticed on some of the social media posts from the State Planning Short Course app, mm-hmm. somebody made a comment uh, like, wow, you know, I'm really glad that I went to the session because now I'm going to go back and change all my forms or something like that. Right. You know, that's that's what we're, that's the thing that gets me excited that people have that kind of outcome from an, from an equal course because that's truly learning. And, and it has an impact directly on practice. I mean, that when I first came to Ickle, it was it was really sort of just driven into me that um, when I was planning courses uh, myself, that that's the goal. You want people to walk away. What's one thing that they're going to walk away from this course knowing, learning, et cetera? It's not going to be the same thing for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but you need to have in your mind when you're putting a program together, if it's going to be of any quality, that you're not just doing it because people need an update on you know, civil practice. You're doing it because this thing is important for people to know. This has changed. Um, we're going to provide a checklist that people can put to use in practice right away. We're providing materials that they're going to have on their shelf to reference later on. Um, that's what's important. And that's truly at the heart of everything we do at IICLE. Um, did you have anything to add about the anatomy of a course and how it relates to individuals? Well, I have a question for you. For me? I have a question. I'm going to turn the tables on you. Chris. Whoa, okay. <laughs> okay, so um, what do you think, because you are integrally involved in the um, and intricately in, in the production of our course materials, so okay. I'm just curious what you think is the most valuable part of ICL course materials. The most valuable part um, for in my opinion is the fact that first off you want something that is very easy to go through. Mm -hmm. I I try to make the materials as easy to flip through, as easy to get to the sections you want as possible. Mm -hmm. But I think the most important part is um, the fact that we have content that is so important, very laid out very well, easy to read, Mm -hmm. and also easy to access whenever we have exhibits, things like that. I, I really want it to be not just, whenever I put it together, I don't want it to be just another course book that goes along with the course. I want, much like what we intend mm-hmm. for an individual to take away, I want them to take the materials I create, what's given to us, structure it in mm-hmm. a way that when they take it, they say, I need this almost as much as I needed the session. You know, exactly. <laughs> you know, I, I want, that's why I think. And that's why you're here, because <laughs> you think like that. Yeah. No, I think that that just goes to show, and I ask you this because, I think every single person on our program's team mm-hmm. has that same mindset of right. really wanting to be to produce something. First of all, that we're proud of, mm-hmm. um, but second of all, that really is helping people and is helpful and easy to use and gets people to the information without right. a lot of trouble, um, because yeah. it is all about the knowledge and the information. So thank you for doing that. Yeah, I mean it's. <laughs> I've, you know, I've, I taught for a couple years and things like that. And the biggest thing, I think knowledge should just be, I mean, you, you should have that. It should be readily available. And so whenever we provide for this stuff, that's, that's the thing that gets me excited about doing my job is 
I get to present something in a way that is just easy. If you want to know what's in there, there's no, there's nothing too frilly about it. It's, yeah. the, it's right there in front of you in a coil-bound book. Fabulous. Exactly what it should be. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you so much Thanks. for joining me today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure to talk with you. Absolutely. <laughs> and join us next time on Enray.